At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a tremendous hour for you as we're going to get you guys my DK network right up here in a second. And then... From there, we've got a pair of great guests that are going to be joining me as Kobe Dant. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is going to be joining me in 15 minutes. We're going to be taking a look at the landscape of college basketball, diving in on these Friday games, and coupled with that, we'll see if there's a few teams that he's feeling a little bit bullish slash bearish on. We'll start to take a little bit of a look forward to Saturday. I don't go too far into those Saturday games because there's the philosophy out there that you're betting numbers. You are not betting teams in college basketball and... Well, when you don't have any numbers, it does make it rather difficult to be able to reject four, but you're always able to take a look at these teams, see how teams are trending northward, southward, and in the case of Minnesota, just absolutely on fire all season long. So we'll have a good time talking with Kobe in about 15 minutes and then in 45 minutes. UFC 298 is this weekend. The Volkanovski fight is going to be absolutely tremendous. So we welcome on Billy Ward. He does great work over at Action Network. And we're going to be breaking down the fight card with him. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're in for a great hour. And the reason why we're in for such a good hour is because everyone behind the scenes, they always do such a good job of being able to set me up for success with this show. Because you see the name, the Greg Peterson Experience. But what you don't see is the hard work that goes in behind the scenes from the best team out there in the business. You've got my producer, Brian. He does a great job setting up all these guest interviews, and he's got a very, very difficult task. He needs to keep me in line, and that is going to be a difficult one to say the least, but you know what? He does so also well, and he's going to be following me over to Sundays as well, as you're going to be getting a little bit more of myself. This Sunday is going to be the first Sunday as we go back to five days a week, so that is going to be a lot of fun. You do want to be tuning in there, so that's absolutely tremendous. So it's great that we're going to have Brian on the weekends with us, 
Anderson. Great to be on the weekends with him as well. And you always want to be tuning in to Brian as well because he does a great job with the Concierge Confidential podcast as well. For those that are looking for a little bit of Vegas nightlife, a little bit of a good place to be able to grab a drink out here in this lovely city, he does a great job getting you set there. If you're watching on vston.com, if you're watching on YouTube TV, this is an incredibly difficult task. And I mean, I... I just really applaud Isaiah for his efforts. He has to make me look halfway presentable in a video format. I mean, man, talk about something that is difficult, and yet he does so all so well. And on top of that, all the graphics that you see here on this fine program, no matter where you're watching VEASAN, as we have really been able to branch out, we're with many more affiliates now, thanks to the hard work of so many people behind the scenes. Just wherever you're catching this fine network, you're able to see all those graphics courtesy of Isaiah. If you're listening a little bit after the fact as well, because you're able to listen live on Sportsman for Radio, you're able to listen on vsin.com. We're all across the country as well on the iHeartRadio app as well. Sean does a tremendous job as our audio engineer always pinpoint there and I know that he's a UNLV fan that is absolutely loving the run that the running Rebels have been on as they have been running to the window for you as if, if you've been betting on them the last few games that has been tremendous but that said also after the fact as well you're able to catch whatever show that you like here at VEASAN in podcast form go to VEASAN.com slash podcast whether that be the Greg Peterson experience the handle follow the money sharp money VEASAN tonight just any show that you like you're able to Get all those hours of every single show at visa.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. It is Jaren's who does such a great job uploading all those hours. And coupled with that, he is our main social media man. All those video highlights that you see of all these shows on the Twitter slash X at Visa Live, that is Jaren's as well. These guys, they do just such absolutely tremendous work. I always appreciate working with them. And because they do such good work, I always say this. I need to be on point with my picks. And this has been a really good year for the write-up picks. I can't remember last time I've been through 100-plus picks and been hitting at north of 60%. This is not normal. I will say that right now. So you have to take advantage of the runs when they are hot. When the runs are cold, you have to try to... Just do everything possible to try to find some winners. And we are right now sitting at 61 and 40. So we're 21 games above 500. We've hit blackjack, but I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Yep, you thought with the Super Bowl that the Taylor Swift references were done and we just inserted one into college basketball. Either you're welcome or I apologize, whether or not you're a Taylor Swift fan. So it's at 871-872. We're going to cut out the Taylor Swift references here moving forward and instead get you some analysis on Cornell playing host to Harvard. Harvard is finding themselves as an 8.5 point underdog. Tadon's game is 156. I guarantee you that a team full of smart kids is going to be able to win this game, but what I'm really taking a look at is the total. I set my total at 161.5. I'm going to be looking at the over in this spot, and the biggest reason why I'm taking a look at the over is we aren't far removed from these two teams playing against one another. Two weeks ago, you saw Harvard play host to Cornell. They got lambasted at home. 89-76, to 76, and this Cornell team is just an absolute juggernaut when it comes to their offense. Cornell, they're looking to run it and gun it. They're a top 60 team in terms of total possessions per game. And for Cornell, they are all the more effective with their offense at home rather than in a roadside shooter court environment. The Big Red, they entered in the Thursday, 44th overall in the country in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, but... That number jumps up to 30th when you just take a look at home games as they score 10.1 points more per one hour possessions when they are in Ithaca, New York, rather than in a road slash shoot court environment. And they go up against a Harvard Crimson team, then 
Now they have not been impressive with their defense. They are 191st in the country. Turns points a lot on a per possession basis. As we are looking at Cornell versus Harvard right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And Harvard actually doesn't do a bad job of guarding the arc. They're a top 100 team in terms of opponent's three-point shooting percentage in a road and neutral court venue. This actually dives down to right around about 30.7% from three-point. So they've actually done a good job with that regard. And you'd think that because Cornell is 11th in the country in field goal attempts that come from three-point range when they are at home with 48.5% of their field goal attempts when they're at home coming from three-point range. That would be an issue for this offense. But you've got a Cornell team that they shoot north of 70, counted 70% from two-point range. Here's how much better Cornell is than everyone else in all of college basketball with regards to their two-point shooting percentage at home. At home, in two-point shooting percentage, this is just any shot inside the arc. They're shooting 70.3%. The next closest team in terms of two-point shooting percentage, that'd be Creighton at 65.6%. They're a full 4.7% clear of the next best team in all of college basketball, and Harvard is not a team that's going to be able to match up with that. Now, Harvard Harvard has been dealing with injuries all season long. Justice Ajobar, he was someone that was out of the fold for much of the season. He's your top rebounder with about five and a half rebounds per game. He's back. Malik Mack, I know that he was dealing with an illness when it came to late December, early January. Top scorer shooting about 40% for three, 18 points per contest. He's all good to go in this one as well. And for Harvard, you've also been able to have Chisum Opara be able to give you about 17 points. Has a little bit of versatility, but with Cornell, it's a whole is greater than the sum of its parts approach. Despite the fact that Cornell averages well over 83 points per contest, they don't have a single guy on the roster that really registers north of 12.5 points per contest. Your leading scorer is Chris Mannon. He gives you 12.2 points per game. That said, you've got six different guys that average between 8.4 and 12.2 points per contest. You've got eight different guys that give you at least 6.4 points per contest. So when I utilize that term, I mean, it really is true. And every one of their top eight scores shoots at least 32% from three-point range. Literally every player for Cornell is an active three-point shooter. They are able to do an amazing job of just having everyone out there play in concert. They do a good job of utilizing like hockey-style line changes and just having so many good matchups with regards to sort of the wave of guys that they're able to utilize. It's a big reason why Cornell is able to play at such a frenetic and up-and-down pace because really nobody on this roster plays north of 23 and a half minutes per contest, but among these eight guys, nobody really plays sub-17 minutes, which means that they're able to give maximum effort when they're out there on the floor. So it is sort of like a hockey-style line move, and you've got a guy in Keller Boothby that shoots 44% from three-point range. You've been able to have someone like a guy Raglan shoot about 41% from three-point range. Manon, who's your top scorer, is your leader in assists with about 3.3 assists per contest, but with this Cornell team, all three of the guys that average at least 10.5 points per game, they also average at least three assists per contest as well. This is a Cornell team that they're going to be able to get their tempo, in my opinion, in this game. It's a Harvard team that's been dealing with defensive issues all season long. It is a total that I set at a 161 half. This game, the last time we saw it, and this was literally two weeks ago, it landed on 89 to 76. So I do think that Harvard is still going to get theirs. They're going to be able to do their part with this total. Cornell, they've been getting to 80 on the regular. As a matter of fact, for Cornell, they've gotten past the 75-point plateau in all but two of their games since the beginning of the month of December. So my write-up here is on the over. And with Cornell, I do think that it's going to be a little bit more snug than what we saw the first time around. But I do think that Cornell going to be able to get the job done, going to be able to cover this game. I did set Cornell as a result as a 9.5 point favorite. So
So you're at eight and a half to nine. Going to be willing to lay the number by right up here. That is going to be on this total over. And uh, how about if we take a look at another game out there in the Ivy League as we've got ourselves a lot of smart kids who are going to be hitting the floor on Friday as this is 889, 890 on the board. You've got Penn and the Quakers have been playoffs to Yale. Yale is a favorite of between six and six and a half points on the road. Still on this game, it is 138. I did say Yale as a favorite of six points. So you're at six and a half. I'm going to be willing to take the points with Penn. Penn has been dealing with a whole bunch of injuries of their own, but finally this team is healthy as they were dealing with Clark Slashert. He was their top returning scorer from a season ago, and when he's been out there, he's been able to supply the team with about 16, 16 and a half points per contest. He returns after he was out of the fold for north of 10 games. Couple that with the uh, freshman sensation and Tyler Perkins. He was dealing with quite a bit of an injury as well. He's averaging about 14 and a half points, five and a half boards. They are both back in this game, and that is massive because they go up against a Yale team that had their struggles with regards to their defense towards the beginning part of the season, but it's really been bearing down and has really been massive. You've got a bunch of guys coming off of giving up north of 75 points against Cornell, but you just heard my write-up for the Cornell over. This team is just an absolute machine. So in games that have not been played against Cornell for Yale, they have given up 70 points of fear and regulation in 13 of their last 14. I do think that this is going to be a little bit of slog, but with Penn getting their full allotment of pieces back, I do think that they're going to be able to hold in there. Seven-mile line at 6, so at 6.5, that's my buy point on Penn. And I'm going to be taking a look at this under semi-total at a 136. And coming next, college basketball chatter that continues with Kobe Day of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. It is always great to be joined by this man, Kobe Dan. He does tremendous work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and I was commenting on this a little bit off air. It's not quite on the level of Ryan Kramer, but there seems to be a mustache theme going on at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. If you're watching on Visa.com, YouTube TV, you want to be tuning in because it's looking absolutely immaculate. Kobe, I do appreciate you. I appreciate the mustache, and we always love having you aboard. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks. And I wish I could say that I was, you know, uh, going for a look really my wife, uh, just, we just had a, a son born in the past two weeks. So I haven't slept much. So it just hasn't happened. I, it's, it's mainly because of me being lazy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, look, I, I'll, I'll take whatever credit I can get. Let's go. Absolutely. You never know when the treasures of life do lend just even more treasures in general. So that's absolutely tremendous. And a congratulations to you on that front as well. Very nice that everything was able to go smoothly on that front. And hopefully things can go smoothly with regards to our write-up that is going to be happening on Friday. I want to get your thoughts on this first before we are mosey our way through the college basketball card for this Friday. I personally wrote up the over in Cornell versus Harvard. Right now we're seeing this total at a 156. We're right now as well. Cornell, they find themselves as eight and a half point favorites. How do you evaluate a matchup that is a rematch of something that we saw two weeks ago where both teams got past 75 points? And as we know with Cornell, they're a team that they are looking to run it and gun it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I would lean over just because Cornell's offense has been super efficient. I think they're a top 25 offensive rating. Both defense is also not, you know, I guess you could say what Cornell's defense has been. Uh, average. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess. But I mean, uh, I, if anything, you know, I think Harvard's numbers could be a little messed up because they didn't have some of their guys out, you know, uh, but still Harvard's a bad defense. They're a bad defense. They're, they're in the two hundreds. Uh, so by definition, we can say, I think that that's, you know, average to bad. So I'm with you. And I think like, like I said, I, it, Harvard had a few guys out earlier in the year. I think that mattered. They're, they're I think their offense might be slightly better than 219 if if you're if you're looking at the offensive rating numbers. Uh so I'm with you on the over as far as the game, I will take Harvard in the points. I just think uh yes Cornell's playing at an unbelievable level. The the the, the Ivy's way up in my opinion. Uh it's been a very fun conference this year, but I, I think Harvard is probably better than their 12 and 8 record cuz like I said they had they had a situation with some injuries and I think that plays a role. I think they can stay within this number. I don't think they're going to win the game, but I would take I would take Harvard in the points, uh, despite Cornell being seven and zero at home. Uh, give me the Crimson to cover that number. And we're starting to see a nine pop up here at Circa as well in terms of Cornell laying it. I would need this number to go up a little bit from the eight and a half because what we saw last was Harvard losing by double figures, and it does feel like they're still trying to sort out some things a little bit. But I'm with you on in terms of Harvard playing much better than the metrics would indicate because having Malik Mack out, having Justice Ajobar being out of the fold as well, they should be able to play better much more moving forward. So I agree with you there. And Every single time you come on, Kobe, because we always do this for the Thursday show, looking forward at the Friday games. It feels like we always have Sienna on the card, and Sienna has been objectively awful this season. And right now they are catching between nine and nine and a half points against one of the slowest teams at all of college basketball in St. Peter's. Low total between 124 and a half to 125. Good news for Sienna. They've got their guys back to fold. Bad news is they still stink, but their guys back in the fold. Are you willing to take the nine and a half year with Sienna? Oh boy. I mean, I I've told myself multiple times this year, 
to never ever take Sienna, right? Uh, I've watched them multiple times, and I just say this team's bad. Like a, a lot of D two teams could beat them, uh, but at the same time, I have always had a system of to, you get nine and a half in the MAAC. You normally want to jump on that nine and a half. Uh, I know what they played not long ago, and and uh, and St. Peter's won by eleven. Second time at it, maybe you can have some offensive and defensive strategy changes. Uh, I still can't do it. I gotta lay the number. I just can't. I've watched Seattle too many times. I want to take them. I like the the odds of uh, if you were to track. I've been I've been doing this seven eight years. Every bet I've had in the MAAC, I bet you probably less than one percent. I would ever lay a big number like this in the MAAC. But here I am doing it. Give me the peacocks minus the points. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, there's it takes a lot for me to be willing to lay double figures in the Metro Atlantic as well. But man, this team is just absolutely awful. As joining me on the show, we do have Kobe Dan, who does tremendous work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Joining me on the Great Peterson Experience on East of the Sports Betting Network. And hey, you've got another crack to be able to take double figures in the Metro Atlantic if you want, because I own as a 13 point favorite. Total on this game is 146 to 146 F. And we bring up Manhattan, who just lost to that terrible Sienna team a few days ago. And I like John Gallagher as a coach. It is going to be a long rebuild over at Manhattan. I'm not sure if you're taking a look at the uh, Manhattan Jaspers in this one, but personally, even at 13, I just can't do it with them. No, I got, I got to take the points. I like, I understand. I understand they're horrible. You know, like I, I, I they've at least been better to me from a betting standpoint than Sienna has been. Uh, but yeah, they're three and 10 on the road. I just think it's too many. I just think it's like a point or two too many. I think Manhattan, if anything, Iona might be up big, bring in the backups. Manhattan can, can find their way back into a backdoor cover here. I will take the Jaspers plus the 13 and a half, not one of my favorite plays of the day, but you know, I, we, we pick every game. I think Manhattan covers this when it's all said and done. So let's ride the Jaspers. Yep, the old Manhattan Jaspers. It's been rough for them. And where's Steve Massiello when you need him? That's the question right now that they are asking. And where's John Thompson? John Thompson the third. Insert whatever Thompson here for Georgetown when you need him because it's been a rough season for them as well. They play Osa Villanova. Villanova is currently a 10 to 10 and a half point favorite. Totals between 139 to 139 and a half. And I actually do think that the total is very fascinating because Georgetown is just giving up points upon points right now. And Villanova's really been playing some good defense recently. How do you take a look at this game? Because with Villanova, not a team that I want to lay 10 points on the road with, but man, this Georgetown team, they're just really giving it up right now. Yeah. What did Costanza say in Seinfeld? He was like, uh, my worlds are colliding. Well, I think this is a good match matchup for worlds are colliding because Georgetown's been so bad at home. They've been awful at home, home, some real horrible, horrible outcomes there. But at the same time, Villanova's two and six on the road this year. Something's got to give. I do think Nova's in the more desperate spot, but at 10 points, I think Georgetown can stay within that number. I look for Villanova to win like by seven or eight or something. I just don't feel comfortable laying 10, even though I know this is not really much of a home court edge to the capital one arena. Uh, you know, it's an NBA stadium. So it's like, I, I don't know if there's really a home edge for Georgetown, but uh, maybe slightly. I still think the Hoyas though, uh, you know, I have to take the 10. I know they're 354th in defensive rating. They're terrible. Right. And I know every metric you could say, but the reality is, is Nova's been terrible on the road this year. 
All right. So give me the 10. I'll ride with Ed Cooley. I like to think they're getting better, even though they keep getting blown out, like getting better to knowing what he wants to do. Uh, I'll take the 10. They lose by eight. And I'm so glad that you do bring that up as well, because I think that there are some people out there that they think home court is created equal. You always award three points. And I am totally against that. Like I always award much more for Wyoming at elevation, because I think that that is one of the biggest home court advantages that you have in college basketball. Even when you had the empty gyms during COVID, I would still award a lot to Wyoming just because man, going up to elevation, that's relatively tough. But how do you personally gauge this? Because I do think that there's some home courts out there like Georgetown's, for example, example that is not worth three points meanwhile you've got wyoming at elevation you've got the fog you've got cameron indoor that i feel like it should be worth much more than three points as well yeah you you really need to be sharp on that you know uh, st john's another one you know i know that that you know patino wants more games in the garden i i would argue against that if i was the athletic director of st john's i would say no like your home edge is your home edge the garden you get neutral fans a lot more that want to go to new york city so yeah pay attention to stuff like that because the fog or or wherever lubbock you know uh, some of the hot spots in this country the jungle down there at auburn you see that game the other day i mean there's a huge edge difference from a game at the jungle than a game uh, with Georgetown playing at the Capital One Arena. It's it's almost like an NBA game to you know the most hectic environment you could say. So uh, you have to pay attention to stuff like that. I don't I don't think this is much you know of a home edge at all. If anything, you know maybe maybe like a half a point, maybe a point at the most. Uh, but I still think they can stay within that 10 uh, with that said, but yes, I, I love that point that you're making Greg, because I think, you know, anyone that just figures that if you're just looking blindly, if you don't know the system and know that this stadium and other stadiums out there, if you're not paying attention to those uh, you know, that can matter a lot in college basketball. Yep. And I mean, I think that it's big in college football as well. Like when you've got a team like USC, UCLA, those teams that they play at the Rose Bowl, for example, that's much different than playing at Cam Randall Stadium where that's right on campus as well. So that is always something that you want to be mindful of. And a man that's mindful of that and so much more is Kobe Dant. He does such good work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network doing their show, The College Experience. And we've got quite a few other games to take a look at for Friday and some look at uh, do, do for the weekend as well. We're going to be doing that next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We know that you've been busy with football, and that is why the VSIN experts have just released the free NBA at the break betting primer. Get the free guide today, and you're able to bet the NBA smarter with futures bets to make right now. Eastern and Western Conference analysis, plus betting tips for the rest of the season. Visit vsin.com slash guide to be able to get your free copy today. That is vsin.com slash guide. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience of Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by Kobe Dan. He does such good work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And Kobe, we've got ourselves an intriguing game that's going to be happening on Friday because we were just leaving off talking about home court environments, how you do want to be gauging them differently. And certainly this is one of the best of them out there on the West Coast. It'll be San Diego State playing at the VIL Center at home against New Mexico. New Mexico, they open up a five and a half point underdog. Now they're between a six and a half to a seven point dog. Totals between 152 and a half and 153 and a half. And 
I feel like this line has went a little bit too far. San Diego State was down double figures in their last game against Colorado State and then held them to 11 points. I'll say right now, I don't think we're going to see an 11 point half here from New Mexico or else things are really going wrong for them. But that said, how do you take a look at this spot? Because I do think that with San Diego State, the opening number of five and a half, honestly, that might have been a little bit too high for me. Now it's at six and a half to seven. I think that they've went too far. Uh, you know, I, I disagree. I still think, you know, San Diego state's undefeated at home for a reason, you know, 12 and zero, and they got beat down when they went to the pit on, on, in, in what mid January, I feel like they lost by about 20 points. If memory serves me correct. Uh, and that, that they'll remember that remember a year ago, they won at the pit with uh, Lamont Butler, crazy three pointer. Um, I just think they play a style of ball that can present a lot of challenges for New Mexico. They're kind of, you know, just the fact that uh, New Mexico loves to uh, run the ball. They're either they're like, uh, you know, running up the court, almost like an Alabama Nate Oates offense. You know, I think they're top 20 in pace and uh, San Diego state's the UVA. They're the Tony Bennett of this. They're going to make you, f- you know, un- have uncomfortable shots the entire game. Uh, I love that angle of it. I also love the fact New Mexico escaped uh, in, in Reno. This is the second end of a back-to-back away. They got that win in Reno. Uh, so they were able to rejoice some there. And, and now you got to come into, you know, the defending, uh, you know, champs of the conference. So uh, I, I like San Diego state to take care of business there. I think their defense will be all the difference. I think they're going to force New Mexico to be uncomfortable, get the crowd behind them. And almost like, a, I feel like the best way to describe a, a uh, San Diego state game is almost like you're getting it, you're caught in a cobweb. You know, I feel like that's what's happening when you're in uh, some of these other mountain West teams, when you go to uh, San Diego, they're much like Virginia. I would com- compare it to, to UVA and Tony Bennett some. So I like uh, laying the big number here uh, with San Diego state. I think they win by about nine, 10 points. And I do want to ask you about this with San Diego State as well. If you've been picking up on something that I have as well with San Diego State and that their unders just have a lot more value now because it felt like they just played too fast for their own good out of conference. And this is the second year in the road that happened. They played really fast out of conference two years ago, and then they slowed it down in conference. I feel like they're doing the exact same thing this year. Yes. And I think it's actually incredibly intelligent uh, by Brian Dutcher to have this approach, because if you look at a lot of the teams, whether it's Wyoming, whether it's uh, uh, I think that we're, I think we're having a little bit of technical issues with Kobe Dan. We're going to be rejoined by him in a second, but just going on that point of San Diego state, my goodness, it was a case where out of conference they were playing quite fast you may recall that game that they played against Washington they were both scoring 75 plus points and that one and much like San Diego State did last season after playing out of conference at a pretty steady clip of about like 72 73 possessions per game they've really slowed it down and I did want you to be able to finish up that point Kobe so just take me through what you're taking a look at with the San Diego State team no I, I, I to your point and I'm sorry about that connection problem but uh you know one of the, the things that I think Brian Dutcher is, is very smart at is no one really plays like a style like that in, in the conference. It's, you know, there's a lot of fast paced teams. There's a lot of teams that love to run and gun. And when you have to play San Diego state, you're not accustomed to playing that night and night out when you're taking on air force and San Jose state and uh, you know, Colorado state, and Nevada, it's, it's all fast paced. So you have to go play a San Diego state team that is just completely different than anyone in the conference. And I think that's why teams struggle so much there in San Diego. 
Yeah, there is a lot of teams that they really do struggle with San Diego State and having a guy like Jalen Ladee down low is able to give you like eight boards, 18 plus points. That'll cause for some struggles as well. It's Kobe Dan, who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is joining me right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. And do you want to get your thoughts on this game? Because with taking road favorites in the Atlantic 10, it's always something that could be a scary proposition, but... I just look at this game and I think that it's a horrible matchup. VCU is on the road against St. Louis. St. Louis is a 5.0 underdog. Total is 144. And with St. Louis, it's great that they've got Sincere Parker back being able to give them some points. But St. Louis does a great job shooting the three and really nothing else. And VCU is one of the best three-point shooting defenses in all of college basketball. I feel like unless if St. Louis is really able to get through the strength of VCU, it might be a long night for them. Yeah, one of the most remarkable things, Ryan Odom has VCU way ahead of where I thought they would be because they not only did they lose Mike Rhodes, the Penn State, their head coach, they lost Ace Baldwin, they lost several other players. They're way ahead of schedule and they've been dinged up as well. They're four and one on the road this year. I think that's remarkable what he's doing there. Uh, and Travis Ford, I can never trust in St. Louis. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I never understand exactly who they are. I tend to lean with taking the points at home. You know, just because St. Louis is healthier, but I, 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 looking at VCU being four and one on the road, it's pretty terrifying. But when it's all said and done, I will take a shot on St. Louis plus five. I think VCU is going to win by you know two to three points. Give me the home, the home dog with the points. When it comes to St. Louis, they are a team that has been all sorts of banged up. They lost a bunch of guys, and I believe it was the Charleston Invitational. They might have been playing the other tournament out there in the great state of South Carolina, but they really got dinged up there, and they're finally getting their guys back at the fold. But you have to wonder if it's a little bit too little too late. And then when it comes to Fridays, we always get the Mac with two A's that come to the forefront, but we always get one one A Mac game. And this week it is Toledo versus Ohio, with Ohio being between about a five and a half to a six point dog. Totals between one fifty nine and a half and one sixty. And Toledo had a relatively rough one the last time out with regards to their defense. But all in all, I've actually liked what I've seen from Toledo recently with regards to their defense. Ohio, it feels like it's slowing things down. I take a look at the total at 159 after 160. And traditionally, I would take the over in this spot. But I think with the recent form of these two teams, I think it might be a little bit too high. And I think that we might see a little bit more defense in this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm with you. Uh, if, if I had a lean there, even though I know Toledo's defense has not been a strong suit this year at all, but uh, I think I'm with you. I think, I, I think Ohio is playing better basketball on both sides of the ball. And I do think Toledo coming off that uh, what, what crazy overtime loss the other day, uh, they're looking to right the ship there. I would lean under, I don't love it, but I would lean under um, as for the game. I actually think now that it's jumped up a little bit at six, six and a half, um, I think I lean Bobcats. I think this is a rivalry game that'll keep me pretty close. Toledo's probably going to get the win here, but I've been impressed with the way Ohio's been playing, you know, recently. I know they're coming off a loss, but other than that, I think Ohio's been playing a little bit better. I think they can hang around in this game a little bit. So uh, Toledo, I think, will get the win, but give me the Bobcats and the points, and, and I do lean under.
Yep, I'm right there with you, and I personally was willing to take anything of five or more with Ohio in this spot as well. So we're in locks up there, and then do want to throw at you this one as well. We've got Princeton playing Osa Brown, and Brown has just been one of those disappointments that you just really sit there and you shake your head. They've got such good rebounding. I thought that they were going to be good on defense, and that defense that was pretty stout a season ago and has been sharp and soft this season, and now they find themselves as 12-and-after 13-point underdogs against a Princeton team that, I mean, Go figure, a smart team that's able to execute all the fundamentals. Where have we seen this before? But with Brinson, they are 12 and a half to a 13-point favorite. And as big as the number is, I'm personally willing to lay with Princeton. I don't know if you agree slash disagree, but I absolutely love the way that this Princeton team has been operating all season. Oh, I do too. I mean, they made that sweet 16 run, run a season ago. But I, I would ask you this, Greg, does it change your handicap knowing that they play Yale tomorrow? Like, the, the Ivy plays those back-to-back -back Friday, Saturday spots, which is so unique. You don't see that in college basketball. So we know that Yale game's a huge game with major implications as far as the, their, their conference tournament. Uh, but at the same time, would they look ahead a little bit? You take the points with Brown just because of that. That was kind of my logic. Uh, even though I have not been a fan of this Brown team all, all season. It's one of those cases where it, with a lot of teams, yes, but I do think that just because Mr. Mitch Henderson does a good job of being able to coach up this team and because Princeton is very much a veteran lane-in team, I don't think it affects, it affects them as much as it would another team. Yeah, yeah, you and, and you're right. Henderson does such a great job. I don't know. I lean to taking the points just because I thought all the focus would be on Yale, which is happening, you know, 24 hours later. I don't love the play, but give me the brown, the, the brown bears plus the 12 and a half. Well, I'll tell you one thing I love getting you on the show every week, Kobe, because you do great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Always appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me and appreciate you having me on the show. Always great to have Kobe aboard. And from one great guest to another coming next, we preview UFC 298 with Billy Ward of Action Network on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet does not hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and utilize promo code VSIN when you sign up because over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Always great to be joined by Billy Ward. He does tremendous work over at UFC, or d- taking a look at the UFC over at Action Network. And Billy, we've got ourselves a tremendous fight card this week. So great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited for this one, particularly the main event, but a lot of good fights even before that. Absolutely. Whenever you're able to get Volkanovski in a fight, you know that it's going to be a really, really good card. And first things first, before before we do take a look at some of these main event cards, and I mean, I'm going to call it what it is. This is just a completely stacked lineup, to say the least. And we've got old Val Woodburn back in the fold as a underdog that isn't like plus a thousand. So that warms your heart right there as well. But that said, anything in terms of the undercard that you're taking a look at for a little bit of value? Yeah, since you teed me up, I, I think I'm actually going with Val Woodburn. Hey. So I didn't even realize when he was fighting Bo Nickel, because it's not like we spent too much time breaking down the plus 2,000 underdog, but he's mostly a welterweight. He took that fight on like three days' notice, went up to middleweight to fight Bo Nickel, didn't get taken down, only because he got knocked out in like 30 seconds. But hey, we'll give him credit. <laughs> only opponent that Bo Nickel hasn't taken down so far. And, you know. But that's not really a fair test. That told us nothing about him. He was 7-0 and coming into the fight. Decent guy. And he's fighting Oban Elliott, who won a majority decision on the Contender Series, which, like, cool. You know, he won, but it wasn't the most impressive performance. I kind of like, you know, Val Woodburn at plus 250. It's another one of those where we can't really say anything definitively good or bad about him. But, you know, he's not as bad as he looked against Bo Nickel because Bo Nickel's going to do that to everyone. And then if you want to get real silly with it, Val Woodburn is like plus 420 to win by knockout. If he's going to win, that's probably how. Oban likes to wrestle a little bit. Woodburn's won most of his fights by knockout. He's probably just going to come out swinging and trying to, you know, pick up an extra 50K. So I like it. You know, don't invest a huge chunk of your bankroll or anything on that. But little sprinkle, fun one to kind of start off the card. Got to go with uh, the Val Woodburn redemption story here. Absolutely. And sometimes the perception can lead to a lot of value as well, because everyone knows Val Woodburn being the guy that was having to battle Bo Nicholas like a plus 2000 underdog, when in reality, you just mentioned it. He was 7-0 before that. So I really do like that play. And before we get into more of the main event, I do want to take a look at this one because this is a tail end of the prelims. I think we've got a really good one between Amanda Lemos going up against Mackenzie Dern. Dern is a very slight underdog between plus 105 to plus 120. This was a line that was north of two dollars by the way so if you like Dern you're really losing out on the best of the value total on this round prop is two and a half how do you take a look at this and do you think that the that the steam that we've seen coming on Dern is warranted I do and it's, it's another one that's hard to break down because Mackenzie Dern looked really really good until her last fight split from the trainers she'd been working with for quite some time and then just came in with a baffling game plan where she tried to stand and trade, didn't really do her wrestling. For those who don't know, she's like an elite grappler. I think grew up doing both judo and jujitsu, had black belts in both when she was super young, from a well-known you know, Brazilian grappling family, all of that stuff. And then came in and just tried to fight it like she was Rocky or something in her last fight. If she does that again against Amanda Lemos, who has huge power, she's going to get starched. Like, that's a horrible game plan against Amanda Lemos. But she's the more technical and skilled fighter here, so if she 
does, you know, her original Mackenzie Dern stuff, I think she'll be okay. Like you said, I, I wouldn't really take her money line at where it's at now, at like plus 115 or whatever. If you're going to play this, I think you go Lamosh by KO or Lamosh early, because if Mackenzie Dern is playing that game, she's going to find out real fast. And then you can take Dern either in later rounds or by submission. That's the way I'd play it. But as you alluded to, I wish I had gotten on Dern early when it was a better price. Now, probably not going to take it. She should beat Amanda Lamosh if she's on the game plan and, you know, the fighter that we saw before. That's scary to bet at when you're not getting the heavy underdog money. Yep, absolutely. This has been one of the biggest movers that we've been seeing on this UFC 298 card. As joining me on the show, we've got Billy Ward. He does tremendous work over at Fantasy Labs along with Action Network. Joining me on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. And let's take a look at the main event now as we've got ourselves a fight that I do think is very intriguing with Henry Cajudo back in the octagon. I can't remember the last time we've seen him, but I know that it has been quite some time since we've seen him, and I'm going to completely butcher the name of the person that he's going up against because it's Mareb Delvici. Hopefully I got that one correctly with Mr. Delvici. He was a minus 170 favorite, now up to about minus 225 with the round prop. Very, very much juicy over. It's at 2.5 with minus $3 juicy over, so they're thinking that this one is going to be going to a decision, but how do you evaluate Cahuto? Because it's been a long time since we've seen him in the octagon yeah for Cejudo this is the second fight back from his retirement and I use that term loosely with any <laughs> UFC fighter because none of them mean it he fought Aljamain Sterling around this time last year early in the spring last year who's a teammate of Marab Dwalishvili and it was a good fight but you know Cejudo kind of showed some weakness or er, Sterling kind of pointed out some weaknesses in Cejudo's game Sterling actually took him down four times he'd been taken down one time in the 11 fights before that I think Dwalish really is a better, maybe not wrestler, but pure takedown artist than Sterling, his teammate. Obviously, he doesn't have the huge reach advantage that Sterling has against Cejudo. And it's hard to look at any earlier Cejudo fights as a comparison for how to break this down, just because, as you pointed out, it's been four-ish years since he fought anyone other than Sterling. But what really, I think, finally pushed me over to the Dwalish Wheelie side was watching back that fight with Jose Aldo. He got zero takedowns against Jose Aldo and still managed to win the fight convincingly. So just knowing that he has that in his back pocket against an Olympic wrestler like Cejudo, I think that's enough. I took it a little bit earlier in the week. I'm not claiming to have gotten a much better line, but I think I got around minus 195. I'd still take, you know, the minus 215, minus 220s. Wouldn't go much past that. And again, this is one, I think you could sprinkle a little bit on Dwala Feely by knockout, which I'm seeing plus 550 there. I don't think he starches him on the feet, but a ground and pound finish late in the fight wouldn't surprise me. So if you want to get a little crazy and chase some, you know, fun payouts, that's how I'd play it. I also just like the money line, though. Yep, and with Devalish Vili, we've seen the money coming on him, and we've seen the money as well coming on Robert Whitaker. Open up at a minus 190. Now he's about minus 235 to minus 250 against Paulo Costa. The round prop sitting pretty steady at a two and a half. Now shaded up to the over a little bit. Do you think that the move that we've been seeing on Whitaker has been warranted because he's now been pushing him more than a minus 225 favorite? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? We haven't seen Paulo Costa fight in like 18 months. He's always doing something other than fighting. I don't know what, you know, always got excuses, always pulling out of stuff. And Whitaker has pretty much only lost to champions. He's lost to Adesanya and DDP since moving up to middleweight. Nobody else. I think, though, with this movement, I can't really justify laying that kind of juice on Whitaker because he just got knocked out bad by a jab seven months ago against Drickus Duplessis. Never been the biggest middleweight. Paulo Costa hits really hard. 
I think if you're playing this one, it's kind of a dogger pass. But then if you're playing the dog, I think you just take the knockout odds at a little bit better price. So don't love this one, but just given the line movement, I think that's enough to push me to the underdog. Absolutely. And we have to clear out for the rest of this segment to take a look at the main event because we've got an Alexander Volkanovsky fight. And with Volkanovsky, he opened up at a minus 145. Now we're finding this line more around minus 122 to a minus 130. Your total on this round prop is at three and a half, shaded up a little bit to the over. How do you take a look at this one? Because Volkanovsky has just been an absolute juggernaut since he's busted onto the octagon, since he's busted onto the scene into the octagon. But that said, I do think that this might be one of his toughest tests yet. Yeah, I'm super excited for this one. We haven't really seen a Volkanovski featherweight fight, at least, with a close betting line in a long, long time because he's been so dominant. And the line's been all over the place. I think there was a time in there where you could get Volkanovski at close to even money, maybe even slight plus money at certain books. Just been all over the place. Really fun fight, though. You know, Volkanovski is undefeated in his career at featherweight. He has three losses. One was at welterweight back in Australia when he was a rugby player, just kind of trying MMA. And then the two to Makachev, and that's it. Topuri is undefeated, and when I watch both these guys, you know, both extremely well-rounded. They'll both, you know, if they're fighting a striker, a tall, skinny guy, they'll take him down. If they're fighting a guy who likes to grapple, they'll stay on their feet and strike with him. I was trying to come up with a comparison for who Topuria reminds me of most, and I think it might be Alexander Volkanovsky. Very similar styles, really good output. I really like that from both of them. They're both very active. Topuria had his first five-round fight in his last fight, passed that test with flying colors, like dominated every round. The only round that any judge gave to his opponent was the first, so no real cardio concerns, although I'd still give the cardio to Volk just based on his past experience. But then the elephant in the room is Volkanovsky's age. You know, he made that funny video, if you haven't seen it, go check it out, where they're poking fun at him being an old man. But no fighter at 35 or older has ever defended or won a title at 155 or down. He would be the first one to ever do it. If anyone was ever going to do it, it's him. But I don't like those odds. So I think I'm going to go with the underdog here, Ilya Topiri at plus money. They're similar enough fighters, and we just saw Volkanovski take kind of a bad knockout. Fighters get old real fast, and it might have happened for Volkanovski, and we didn't realize it. So I'd rather be too early on claiming that the guy's past his prime than hanging on too late and, you know, just still trying to chase that former glory. Absolutely. It's going to be a great UFC 298 card, and it's always great, always great to get Billy aboard. And coming up next, let's dive into Friday college basketball here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bay Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.